everyone, welcome back to the backyard. It's Lou and this is Lounging with Lou. So today's episode, I wanted to talk about relationships, specifically what not to do and behaviors to avoid and talk about what I would do different personally given the perspective that I have now and I'm gonna be honest I contemplated not even producing this episode or filming this episode at all because I know that it's gonna step on some toes and I know that there are a lot of hot takes in this but I could not even sleep last night thinking about the contents of the episode and and the conviction I felt knowing that I needed to share this with other people. So don't shoot the messenger. Be encouraged by God's word. I am going to be as encouraging and as loving and share as much truth as possible. But know that ultimately truth sometimes doesn't feel good. Truth is not meant to feel warm and fluffy a lot of the times. Truth can hurt because often we don't want to hear it. I wanted to give you a little bit of context because I will be referring to my previous relationship. And so in order for you to fully understand, I wanted to give you a little bit of context if you haven't read my blog posts. So my ex-boyfriend and I met in, oh goodness, like 2010 or 11. I was seven years old and we, our fam my family moved away and we were able to reconnect in the fall and he and I just clicked. We really, our conversation, like we just picked up right away and we started texting each other and we just really liked each other right off the bat. And so we dated for a few months and we broke up at around New Year's. I learned a lot and I wanted to talk about what I would do differently because looking back on who I was then, I was so immature and I was so silly and I was insecure. I didn't know any better and I'm not saying I didn't know any better to justify how I handled some of the things within that relationship because it's not an excuse. I'm just saying I didn't know any better because I really didn't. And that is why I did what I did. Not a justifiable reason for doing that, but it's just why. And so I kind of wanted to talk about what to avoid. And this is applicable if you are in a relationship, if you are going through a breakup, if you are single, if your child is in a relationship, if your child will be in a relationship, you're going to encounter love and romance at some point in your life. This can even be applicable to friendships too. So I wanted to just, I just wanted to talk about some mistakes that I made then that I didn't even realize until I had perspective. And if you're in a relationship, you may not even realize that some of these are mistakes, some of these are wrong because your vision gets so clouded when you're in that moment, trust me, I know. So let's dive into this. Let's talk about um, attention. I think it's natural to want someone else to care about you, but I think often the methods that are used to achieve that attention can often be very, very damaging. 
Because here's the thing, you shouldn't have to ask for attention. You shouldn't create qualities within yourself that are not true to who you are to seek that attention. And let me, let me share something that I feel like is so toxic. Negative attention is not good attention. Worry attention is not good attention. If you are doing things to make your partner, to make your boyfriend worry about you, to show you that attention, that is incredibly toxic. So if you are going all day, hours upon hours, not responding to their text message because you want them to text you again and you want them to worry about you and you want them to think about you, that is incredibly toxic and it is emotionally manipulative to put someone else through stress and worry unnecessarily just because you are seeking attention and if that is what you are doing that comes from a place of immaturity you need to take a step back and ask yourself why am i asking for this attention what inside me what 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 hole is there in my heart that is not satisfied that i have to keep searching for attention through the wrong methods, through always having a problem, through creating different personality things, different quirks to get the other person to say, oh, well, you do this, you do this, or you're so cute. Just be who you are. And if that person doesn't love you for who you are, then you're not meant to be. Free attention, I feel like, is a really big thing in our culture, especially you'll see a lot on TikTok or Instagram, like the, there's a really big surge in like the couples channels and they do the pranks and they'll be like, oh, pretending to pass out on my boyfriend to see how he re reacts or all of this ridiculous crap. And you're like, what is the point? We're seeking attention in the wrong places. Do not emotionally manipulate someone else to, to stroke your ego because that is not being considerate and that is not being loving towards them it's not being considered and if you truly love someone you're not going to want to put them through that emotional stress of constantly 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 thinking oh are they okay or oh they haven't replied to my text message what's wrong boys trust me they're gonna get sick of that after a while men are naturally leaders and protectors and providers and you cannot abuse their protective nature men are going to want to solve your problems men are going to want to protect you and provide for you and women are abusing that women are it's so sick because it's how god created men to be and women take advantage of that by creating situations that are ridiculous creating mountains out of molehills just for the man to run to their every beck and call to worry about them and i I'm saying this is coming from a place of immaturity because I did this. But when I say I was just immature and I didn't know better, I'd never been in a relationship before. I had never really talked to a boy on this level before or received this level of attention. And so I would go hours without responding to his text simply just because I wanted to see if he would text me again. Or I would not talk to him for hours and hours and hours and he would always reach out and I would always come to him with problems or situations and he is not he was not my therapist he should not have been where I was turning to first okay which brings me to my next point is this other person this 
who you're in a relationship with. If you're a girl, this guy who you're in a relationship. If you're a guy, this girl who you're in, who you are in a relationship with. They cannot solve all of your problems. Listen to me. This is very, very important, okay? If you do not love yourself, if you look in the mirror and you just hate yourself, if you are struggling with contentment, if you do not love where God has you, if you do not love the direction that you are on, if you are frustrated about your life and about who you are as a person, this other person is not going to be able to solve that problem for you. They may make you be able to feel good for a little bit, but they can't solve that problem. And so you can't expect this person to be able to be the solver of every single issue that you have. And quite frankly, I really say this out of love for you all. If you are struggling with loving yourself, if you are struggling with body image issues, if you're struggling with contentment, if you're struggling with, if you are really, really hurting as a person, if you are in a place where you're just mentally not there, then you should not even be in a place where you are in a relationship. And I say that because Think about an airplane, we all, you all, and it's crashing and all of the oxygen masks drop. You are not going to be a help to other people if you're going and putting on their oxygen masks if you don't have your own on. Because if you're not protecting, if you're not helping yourself first, you won't be able to help other people. You, you need time to heal. You need time to learn and grow on your own. Because if you're not happy with who you are, if you're not happy with God, where God has you, there's no way you're going to be able to love someone or care for someone how you're supposed to in a relationship. And I just think about Jesus, and I know everyone says this. Jesus is demonstrates all the characteristics of how you are supposed to love someone else and specifically God, the, the way God shows his love to the church the way Jesus loves people is exactly the qualities that we are supposed to display in a relationship it's selfless guys really love is so selfless love is not constantly love is not constantly pulling from other people all the time and taking and taking and taking Love is a balance. Love is being selfless, selflessly being able to sacrifice, just like Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for us. Love is sacrificial. Love is thoughtful. Jesus is thoughtful of us all the time. Love is willing to call someone and pray for them. Love is, love is so, love is patient and willing to love other people regardless and here's the thing i feel like love is patient gets abused so much because we're like oh well love um well then i'll just i'll love them through their problem i'll love them through their problem but here's the thing you cannot make someone else love themselves you cannot make someone else be happy where for where god has them you can pray for them but you can't want you can pray that for other people but you can't want it to enough for them to be able to achieve it. They need to want it for themselves. They need to seek Christ for themselves. And that takes a lot of energy and that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of self-reflection. 
And that level of self-reflection is not be is not able to be achieved when you are in a relationship with someone. Trust me. Trust me. I'm speaking from experience, you guys. I don't want you to think that I'm talking about something I don't even know about. When I broke up with my boyfriend, when we broke up, I didn't listen to the spirit. I came home from visiting him from Thanksgiving and knowing that I had to break up with him, knowing that I had to end things because I knew that I didn't, I didn't think either of us were in a place where we were ready to care for each other exactly like how we were supposed to, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't break up with him. I loved him way too much to be able to pull the trigger and say, I can't do it anymore. I didn't listen. And that's why I'm so thankful that he, for whatever reason, felt the same thing. And he listened to the spirit. He listened to God's guidance and was able to break up with me. And I can't even give you an exact specific reason of why we broke up. It wasn't a bad breakup. It wasn't, it wasn't because we were fighting all the time. No, it wasn't a conversation I knew needed to happen but I couldn't do it and I, I always go into problems as an, an extreme optimist how can I fix it how can we get through this how can we make it better and what I didn't understand is the only way to make it better was to take a break was to break up and it hurt so bad after we broke up I I was so hurt and I told everyone I was fine and what I confused within myself was I had hope that I knew God was, this was God's plan. And I had faith that God was going to work this all out. But my heart was so hurt for months and months and months, weeks afterwards. All I could think about, I thought about him every single day. And I thought about what I would have done differently and what I would have said and um, where we would have been right now if things had worked out and I think that was mainly because I missed him as a friend. I love his, I loved his personality. I really loved talking to him. Um, I think we were very similar in some ways so I think it was just fun to be able to have someone to relate to and I missed having someone to tell all like my unimportant details of every day someone who wanted to, someone to talk on the phone to, someone to tell my stupid jokes to, so on and so forth. But without us going our separate ways, when we did, I really, really, really dug deep into myself. And I thought a lot about who I was and about what I like to do and about who I am as a person and I, I thought really my identity was so wrapped up in our future together my future with this boy that I had completely lost track of what made me me and if you do not have that security that foundation of knowing exactly who you are in Christ that and that's the whole thing it all goes back to security. If you do not have that firm foundation in Jesus Christ, and I thought when I was going into a relationship, I was strong enough, 
but it is going to be so easily blown over, trust me. It is so easy to be distracted by a boy with pretty blue eyes and curly brown hair who looks at you and tells you that you, he's, you're the most beautiful girl that he's ever seen and calls you beautiful every single day. His words were sweet to me, but his words could not make me whole because it's Christ's love that fulfills me and it's Christ's love that calls me whole, not his. And it's so hard to not have your identity be wrapped up in the idea of spending your future with someone and the idea of having someone who loves you or says that they love you. And that's why you need to have that foundation in Christ because if you do not fully love yourself, if you do not believe the truths of Christ, not just know them, it's not good enough to know them. If you do not believe in your heart that you are loved, that you are fully known by Jesus Christ, that you are his child and you are beautiful in his sight, that God has a plan for you. He made you unique and special and your identity is in the goodness and the faithfulness and the steadfast love of God. If you do not have that firm foundation, if you do not believe that in your heart, then you have no business being in a relationship. Because this other person cannot satisfy that desire. That other person cannot satisfy that desire to be fully known and fully loved. Because the only person who can promise that you are fully known and fully loved, the only person who can love you with that promise is Jesus Christ. And that's why you have to be in the word, friends. You have to have a solid foundation on the biblical principles. That's why I'm saying please read your Bibles. Please get in God's word. Please let him speak to you. Know who you are in Christ before you go and try to love someone else because you can't love someone else if you don't know that you're loved. And that's why so many marriages don't work. That's why so many relationships don't work. That's why we have so many unhappy people in this world is because they don't know their worth in Jesus Christ. And you may know your worth in Jesus Christ, but you need to believe it in your heart. You need to live a life that shows that you know your worth is in Jesus Christ. And if you know your worth is in Christ, you're not attention seeking. You're not emotionally manipulating people to get them to worry about you. You're not playing games. Love isn't about games. Love isn't waiting three hours to respond to a text message. Love isn't saying or doing certain things to get the other person's attention, no. Love is loving someone selflessly. It's sacrificial. It's patient. And don't abuse those qualities. By that I mean, if someone else is treating you poorly, don't say, oh, I'm just going to be patient with them. I'm just going to love. That's, no, don't do that. That person needs help and they need time by themselves to figure out them, figure out their own thing. And you can't, can't, make that person believe that Christ loves them. Only they, only they can believe it for themselves. And no amount of your, you can love them and you can pray for them, but no amount of selflessness, thoughtfulness, love, kind words will ever be able to make them believe that on their own. You cannot be the savior for this person. And I think that's often a lot of people get trapped in situations where they think, oh, I, 
I'll just wait it out. I can, I, I can be there for them. They just need support. No. They need help and they need Jesus Christ and you cannot be their savior because the only savior is Jesus Christ. This person cannot be your all in all and I think vice versa. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, they cannot be your all in all. They cannot be your therapist. They cannot be the only person that you talk to. They cannot be the single carrier of every single burden, every single problem that you have. Because one that is not healthy, they're there to support you through these problems, but they cannot be the sole bearer of all of the weight of every single one of these problems that you have. The only person that can solve your problems, one, is Christ. But if you are seriously struggling with self-image issues, body image issues, severe anxiety, severe depression, this that is too much to ask one person to carry. You need to seek help for yourself. And you need to want help for yourself. You can't wallow in not getting better. If there's a problem, you want you should want to help yourself. Because there are people in your life who love you and they want you to get help, but again, they can't want it enough for you to make it happen. You have to want it for yourself in order to make it happen. The other thing I wanted to talk about is communication. And I think it's so ridiculous that we live in a world of over-communication. We live in a world where we have phones. We have our phones, right? Where we can talk to someone at the drop of a hat. And often in relationships, you're texting back and forth with this person 24-7. You're talking on the phone all the time. You're texting every single minute. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be talking on the phone because I think that's important, that you should be getting to know this person, but you shouldn't hide behind your your phone. The best way to get to know someone is talking things out in person. It's getting to know some face-to-face, -face because when you're texting someone, it is so easy to misinterpret what things mean, because you can't see their facial expressions, you can't read their body language, you can't hear how they're saying it, their vocal inflection, and you could easily misinterpret and that could lead to a lot of frustration. You can't, you don't know if they're joking. And so that's why it's really important when you're in a relationship to see each other in person and to talk on the phone, to not rely on texting all the time. And in another way of communication is that if you can't communicate now in this in the early stage of your in the early stages of your relationship if you are not married if you're not engaged if you are having trouble to communicate now then how do you think you'll be able to communicate better later on do you think things don't just get better overnight if you're not trying to work to make things better you need to be talking things out with people you can't not talk to someone for 12 hours all day long and expect them to know exactly what's wrong. I'll give you an example from my personal life, which now saying this, I feel so ridiculous because for who I am now, this wouldn't even be an issue. This wouldn't even be a problem. Yet back then it really bothered me when my boyfriend and I were dating, my ex-boyfriend and I were dating, he was very practical with his time. He liked to be efficient and productive 
and I don't blame him. That's a great way to be. But it always seemed that when we would talk on the phone, it seemed he was just fitting me into his schedule. He would do multiple things at the same time. And I always felt like he was just talking to me while he was driving. He was doing a project. And now I wouldn't have a problem with that. But back then it just ticked me off because I felt like I wasn't important enough for him to take separate time just to talk to me. So high maintenance. Can we just talk about that? Like, hi maintenance Lucy Elizabeth. What is your problem? Anyways, so oh, this, is the, <laughs> this is the worst part. So instead of communicating and telling him, you know what? I am feeling a little, I'm feeling a little frustrated or I, I could, it could just be a miscommunication, but I feel like when we talk on the phone, I may not be a top, it may not be a top priority to you because it feels like you're doing other things and distracted and I just really want to talk to you and get to know you, but I feel like I can't do that because you are busy doing other things and we would have had a conversation about it and talked it out. But is that what I did? No, because I was immature. And with that immaturity, you know what I did? I didn't talk to him all day. He said, are you mad? I said, no, I'm not mad at all. All lowercase, no punctuation, very dry, brief texting. He's like, are you sure you're not mad? No, not at all. Why would I be mad? Why would I be mad? No, I was definitely mad. And I didn't tell him that. Instead, I chose not to talk to him for almost a whole day. Might have been a whole day. When I could have just communicated and have it not have even been an issue, I created a mountain out of a molehill. That is immaturity. Immaturity. Don't do that. Please do not do that. That is silly. That is ridiculous. It is so awful to be able to emotionally manipulate someone because I let him on. I let him worry about what was going on. I let him dwell in that place and I feel so bad for that. I was talking to my mom and I was like, I wish I could go apologize because my poor communication methods resulted in him not being treated fairly. And I feel so bad about that. I know now though that, like I said, this doesn't justify why I did that. It just, I didn't have any relationship experience. So I thought it was just typical. You just don't talk to people when you're mad at them. No, that's not true. You talk it out. And there is no reason to be mad because it's all misunderstandings most of the time. And you can't do that in marriage. You can't do silent treatments and expect everything to be better just like that. If you're not talking to someone and telling them what bothers you, most things don't even need to be done confrontationally. They can be done conversationally. You do not need to not talk to someone. You can just do it in a way that presents your concerns and some people won't be able to listen and then that speaks to their immaturity. But I wish I had approached that situation differently. And that's the other thing too. You need to be communicating and like, it's okay to not be talking to this person all the time, 24 seven. For example, if you are hanging out with your family for a few hours in the evening, you don't need to be like, 
the whole evening talking to this other person because if you are truly dating for marriage, which I believe is the only way to date someone, and I, I can do talk about that in a different podcast segment, but we'll just say that if you're truly dating to marry someone, you're going to have the rest of your life to talk to them. So spend time with your family, pick up a hobby, do things that you love. Don't neglect the things of the, the people you love just because you're in a relationship and you want to talk to this other person. And I understand you're going to want to talk to this other person, but it's okay. And it's okay, like, to instead of leaving them on bated breath, waiting for your reply, you waiting for their reply, just say, you know what, I, will, I'm, I would love to finish this conversation with you later. I'm spending a few hours with my family this evening, but I can't wait to talk to you later. Why, why is that not okay in our society all of a sudden to legitimately explain where why you're not responding to someone like you don't have to justify or make up excuses for everything but if you are going to the gym for a few hours and you're running errands just say you know what I'm going to the gym I'm running a few errands I really want to talk to you we'll continue our conversation when I get back and I'm looking forward to it like I know that sounds so formal and so like gen x in a way but why are we doing that gen z millennial i think maybe some millennials but gen z and i think maybe definitely the generation beneath gen z what's that called i heard someone say that um, the generation beneath gen z is called zoomers but i don't think that's true i think that's just a nickname um anyways i feel like we play games all the time that like relationships are just a game to be played and um it's not healthy it's not healthy. Relationships are not a game of Uno. They're not trying to sabotage other people, trying to make them get the draw four card. If you love someone, you're not gonna make them draw four. You're not gonna put them through that stress. So to wrap it up, you're not gonna be able to love someone else if you don't love who you are in Christ. And I really encourage you all, if you are not in a relationship right now, if you're just going through a breakup, please do some self-reflection. Please take time to reflect on what you like as a person. And when I say that, like, I'll give you an example. When I broke up, when my boyfriend and I broke up, I literally had a complete reset, it felt like. I found a new style that I loved which um I, I completely redid my room i found music that i like to listen to i picked up hobbies i tried so many new hobbies i went different places i met new people i grew as a person and i was able to find more joy i found out that i like different types of country music and i actually love different lattes and coffees and i love thrifting and um upcycling and I was able to start my blog and this podcast and if you are simply if your world revolves around this other person if you do not establish these things before you are getting a relationship then your world's just going to revolve around this other person and so when you break up you're going to feel a lot more hurt so you need to have things that you love that bring you joy if you're going through a breakup Figure out what brings you joy in the everyday. If you are so unhappy with yourself, if you cannot love yourself, if you are a ser serial dater and moving from one person to the next, if you cannot find satisfaction, you do not need to be dating. You do not need to be in a relationship. You need to be finding contentment in Jesus Christ and who you are. You need to be figuring out who you are, what you like, 
what do you want to do in your future? I remember that was one of the biggest things when I was in a relationship. I was literally in a place, I was so stressed about my future. I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to continue with school? Do I even continue with my associates? Do I get a job? What am I going to do? How am I going to make money? I, w I was remember being on a phone conversation with my ex-boyfriend and I was like, I don't know what to do. He was like trying to help, but clearly I didn't think he was being helpful. And I was so, I was living in the drama. I was so theatrical. And now I'm like laughing. I'm like, Lucy, seriously, girl, why were you unstressed about that? You know, your times are in God's hands, just like it says on my tattoo. Psalm 3115, you know that God is guiding you. So why are you worried about things that you can't control in that moment? You need to focus on the present and finding joy then and not about the future. You don't need to be worrying about what's next when I already have what's next. God's already got it. God's already had, God already knows exactly what you're supposed to do next. You just need to live in the present. So I read in the Bible the other day, it was Psalm 81. The title of it is, Oh, that my people would listen to me. And it talks about God and the Israelites and how they wouldn't listen to God and he turned them over to their own ways. And I literally sat back and in my head, I instantly went, Lord, please do not hand me over to my own ways. I do not want what I want. And even though it may hurt, even though it hurt so much, so much when my boyfriend and I broke up, through that hurt, through that pain, God taught me so much about myself and about him, about Jesus, that I wouldn't have been able to realize if I had been in a relationship. He made me realize things that I had done previously that I'm not going to do again. He gave me so much more confidence and security in him and in me. And he just needs us to continue to listen to his voice, to continue to not plug our ears because we want what we want so bad. And then he'll eventually, if your ears are so plugged that you're not willing to listen to God, he will hand you over to your own ways. And I guarantee you, your life is going to be miserable if you are living exactly how you planned it. Exactly how you planned it. Because if I were living exactly how I planned it right now, I wouldn't have the perspective I do now. And I would probably still be anxious and insecure and immature. And I have grown. Christ grew me. And that is a work of him, not of me. And I don't want to be like the Israelites who don't listen. And that's what my prayers. I was talking to my mom. She's like, I've just been praying that all of us can just be sensitive to the spirit. And that's become my prayer is that I become so sensitive to the spirit that I, without a shadow of, of a doubt, can trust God and know that he is leading me. He is guiding me. And I can listen to the spirit for guidance within the everyday because of that and if you are worried about your relationship right now if you are worried because you know you're not in a place to be in a relationship but you love this other person and you are afraid of losing them I will read you the exact verse that I read um, a few weeks ago for my last lounge in with Lou 
which is Proverbs 19:21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. If you are meant to be with this other person, nothing can stand in the way of that. If God has this person for you, even if you end up breaking up and getting back to, even if you end up breaking up, if God has this person for you, he'll make it work so that you get back together. What you need to focus on is listening to God's voice and where he's guiding you and not worrying about the details because God already has the details worked out. So while it may hurt, while it, you may be frustrated or confused, know that if it truly is the purpose of God, nothing on this earth can stand in the way of that. Nothing on this earth can stand in the way of the purpose of God. Nothing can get in the way of his plan. Nothing you can do can mess up the plan of God. Do you understand that? Nothing you can do can mess up the plan of God. You just have to get his word and listen to his voice and trust where the spirit is guiding you and not plug your ears and not being able and not listen to Christ or the spirit because he will hand you over to your own ways and you will not be happy. So with all that said, communicate, talk to your boyfriend, to your girlfriend. Get to know them. The beginning stages of a relationship are supposed to be so fun. This is when, if you truly are dating for marriage, this is going to be the easiest, most fun part of your whole relationship. You are probably going to have the least amount of stress. You are just focused on getting to know someone and having fun. So it shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't be this heavy weight all the time. So get to know them, have fun. Don't stress about what's next. Don't stress about the future. Don't focus so much planning on your future that you are not focusing on the present. The analogy that I've been really liking recently is I was thinking about driving a car. When you're driving a car, if you look too far back in the past, you're going to crash. But if you are if your sight is set way way down the road and you're looking for every turn that's to come you're also going to crash what you need to focus on is what's right in front of you right what's next don't be focused on the past don't be focused way ahead on the future that's already happened you don't need to worry about that the road is already set for you you just have to trust where it's taking you trust where god is taking your road know that relationships aren't a game don't seek attention in the wrong places. Don't seek attention through emotionally manipulating someone to worry about you. Don't seek attention by trying to get them to constantly ask what's wrong, what's wrong or whatever. Don't abuse a man's protective nature. Don't abuse their instinct to want to provide and protect you. And like, I'm, like I said, I learned so much from my last relationship incredibly so much that I will the next time I'm in a relationship I will come at it with such a different perspective than I had before because when you enter a relationship it's not how can this person best serve me it's how can I love them how Christ loves me and if they're coming at it from the same perspective you're going to have a very healthy relationship it's seeking Christ first seeking Jesus first not neglecting that it's seeking Christ together. If you are in a relationship, please, please, please pray for each other. Don't just say, oh, I'm praying for you. No, 
pray for them call them and pray for them pray for them in person i know there's a lot of anxiety about praying for someone in person but get over it it's it's talking to god pray for the person pray for your boyfriend pray for your girlfriend men lead your girlfriend in the word of god study a book of the bible together talk about his word delight yourselves in his word together that is so important if your relationship is built on the foundation of jesus christ then you will have it, it will be so happy i wish that my boyfriend and i had done that i wanted to read the bible together so much i was like let's talk about a book together let's talk about but it just never happened and i wish that we were able to do that and that's such a big priority for me for my next relationship uh definitely something that i'm looking for is someone who is willing to lead me in god's word not just say that they're a christian because girls you don't just want someone who says they're a christian you don't want a christian boy you need a man of god who is going to lead you and women of the word, women who are studying God's word, who are trusting God in the spirit, they're not going to be um, attracted to like boys who are immature and who are silly. They're going to be looking for that man. And men, let me tell you, the girls that you would want to marry are not going to be like all the other girls of this world who are putting themselves in positions to get attention by wearing suggestive clothing. And here's the thing, modesty is a whole topic in itself, but I truly believe that dressing modest is not not having confidence in your body. It's having enough confidence in who you are that you don't need to show yourself off. And that's the type of woman you want, men. You don't want the woman who is showing everybody everything. You don't want the woman who's trying to seek attention from all of these different boys in different places. Beautiful things. Don't ask for attention. With that said, this is such a, a dump of my heart. Like, I have been thinking about this so much. This is the accumulation of months and months of thoughts of tears of sleepless nights of so many things that I wish that I would have done differently and that I'm going to do differently next time it's realizing and here's the thing true maturity is realizing that you were wrong and I was wrong there were things that I was wrong I'm not saying I ended our relationship because it, it was mutual I don't think he was in a place or I was in a place together to be in a relationship but all that said I hope you were able to learn a little bit of uh, learn a little something to know that relationships are more complicated than what you expect relationships aren't just these cute relationships aren't just these cute little tiktok couples who are filming videos together relationships aren't just having a hand to hold and someone to text you love is not defined by good morning and good night texts Love is not defined by someone telling you you're beautiful. Love is not how many times you talk on the phone for however long. Love is not texting someone 24-7 all the time. Love is not wanting someone to be worried about you all the time for attention. Love isn't seeking attention in negative places. Love isn't not talking to someone. Love isn't not communicating with someone because you're upset. That is not what love is. We are taking this 
warped perversion of love and saying that that's a relationship. This is what it looks like. This is what you need to be happy. Love is the qualities that Jesus Christ has displayed. Love is selflessness. Love is sacrifice. Love is thoughtfulness. Love is willing to, love is going to be able to say hard things and do hard things because they love the other person enough to do so. And sometimes love may be taking a step back because you love that person enough to know that you need to grow and you need to heal on your own. They need to grow. They need to heal on their own. Love is loving them enough to trust God, listen to his voice, and make decisions that are hard. Love isn't what the world says love is. Love is what Jesus says love is. And please don't get them confused because you will not be happy. You will not be in a healthy relationship if that is the case. Join us for our next podcast series. Stay tuned for updates, alerts. Follow us on social media. Y'all know the drill. Anyways, I'm Lou and this has been Lounging with Lou.